0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning. It's another Panther Rants podcast. I'm Lot Harris here happy monday to you guys i'm sure the the weather's uh it's somewhat all right depending where you're at me it's cold and rainy by our standards i mean it's 56 degrees which is technically t-shirt weather but it's rainy i'm sure you guys are getting uh some snow coming i suppose we're supposed to get snow too i guess we're supposed to get like a light drizzle of snow but anyways, guys, it's a Monday after a pit victory. Not so much a pit victory; it was an ass kicking of all sorts. And we did it from a decent sized crowd because it was about forty-five k. It wasn't really sold out. But that's pretty much what you're gonna get for a you know, team that's five and four with the ACC Coastal line. You know, you're not gonna get a sold out you know sold out crowd. They trotted out the all-time greats. They trotted out James Conner to give the speech. They gave Tony Dorsett an, a, another award. Lord knows how many we've given to Tony over the last you know, 40, 50 years. But, I know for, it's been 40, yeah. Yeah, at least the uh, last 40 years. But, hey, it was good to actually, instead of, you know. Personally, I would rather Get, got them a W, then, then just gave them a war, but he got both, so big bonus to him. And if there's any other football players in the 10s as well, hey, they finally got to see a pit team show up when it was really on the line. And, you know, obviously by all technicalities, Pit's not off the hook yet. They got two games to finish up, and anything can happen. Um, basically, they got they got to win one, one of these next two to, to take care of things. They got Wake Forest, and Wake's been playing really good the last few weeks. And they just uh, handed NC State a loss on Friday. They defeated them 27-23, and I believe that he they scored very late at the last second or last minute, maybe. But after starting out really bad, Wake has really um, turned it it's, you know turned it up. Pretty much similar to Pitt, they got to a bad start. And then they turned it around, but the thing is, they also fired. I think early in the year they fired a defensive coordinator after, after Notre Dame did. They did, they fired a defensive coordinator. Oh, I mean the defense is looking a little better now, but uh, you know it's not, it's not the, you know a six bears worthy defense, but I'm sure it's a lot a little better. The thing is, is, they're winning more games and they're you know, still scoring points and. You know, this game obviously isn't a. Um, this game obviously is not a uh, easy one for Pitt, mainly because they're playing a team who has really nothing to lo- nothing really to lose from from this game. Pitt has a lot on the line right now because they have the they have the Coastal Division on the line. Now, if they lose the Wake, they get a uh, Miami final game of the year and. Miami has been a train wreck and they've continued on that path I'm sure a lot of doubts are coming about Mark Rick but I think with Mark with Rick I think if he can just get a quarterback a decent quarterback that can get the ball with his athletes I think he'll be fine but right now it's just not looking really good it's just you know, it it's ugly head You know, teams pretty much pretty much after the pit win last year, teams figured out how they could beat Miami. And that's what happened. So as we get to the game itself, I said you know in the podcast last week that, you know, Virginia Tech is right near the bottom in pass defense. And if if this would be a time for Pitt to get their, their passing game going, this would be it. And, you know, I recommended short passes and screens. Pitt uh, did something different. They just went out and just, they bombed the heck out of them. I mean, seriously, they just bombed them. I said they didn't have to go Dan Marino style, but good Lord, they did. I mean, they were airing that bitch out. Guys were coming with catches. Taysir Mac was back, and with the return of Mac had some huge, huge catches. Maurice French had huge catches. It was a sight to behold. I mean, it was the first half was something that was unheard of. I mean, we I mean we've seen first halves like this. Remember, remember the 9 uh, game with uh, Penn Cincinnati, where Pitt uh, was up pretty big, and. And things just, you know, rear ugly head, which was pretty much what happened, which is pretty much representative of the one step era. Us to grab a big lead and then second half somehow just fall apart. And you know, they've had some really good teams that just there was like, there were some games that we just lost where we left we left points off the scoreboard, and we couldn't close it out, and or we or we just found creative ways to lose games and. This one, not so much. I mean, at one point, Virginia Tech was moving a ball, and they did score some points. They did, they put up about a good hole, 15 points in the second half. It was 30-22 when they scored. But Pitt, um, Pitt closed it out with two big runs, also on fourth down. And then he gets the ball. At, we get the ball around three, and he runs He takes it to the house. He had two guys trying to tackle him, and they ended up tackling each other. And he took it uh, the rest of the way. And then he gets a penalty for uh, for excessive celebration because he did a flip in the end zone. So yeah, the ACC refs were obviously so triggered by that that they had to throw a flag. I mean, it was a flip. I mean, for God's sakes, it was a flip in the end zone. It wasn't like the guy grabbed his crotch and jumped and, and leapt. I mean, he he pulled a Lynch. Where he grabs the crotch and jumps on the end zone. I mean, the guy just did a flip. That was it. But I guess you know, maybe you know, Quadri wore a shirt and tie, like a suit and tie, and did it. Maybe they would they flag him? Probably not, because you know he because he would look professional when he did it, at least. But anyways, big win. I mean, Pitt was able to pass the ball and they were able to run the ball, they did everything, and um, as far as Virginia Tech goes, I think if, if Fuente is going to be your guy, I think he's got to make changes in the off season, and probably, like I said before, I think Bud Foster probably gets his change, probably, probably is going to have a change of scenery. Whether it's another team, or, or maybe he wants to stay at the school and doesn't does a front office job, or or he just you know gets a gets a buyout and just uh, goes to, goes to the beach and hangs out for a little while. Because I'm sure over the years, even during the Frank Beamer era, he probably made some big big chunks of money. Probably invested in it. I hope. I think you know that's the Bud Foster air has pretty much come to an end, and you know he he had some really good defenses over the years, and naturally we were able to, you know, win, you know, beat them straight up. I mean, we we beat them at Tina area. I mean, that's if there was ever a red flag for the uh, for Beamer ball, there you go, right there. but uh, Pitt has weight coming up and we'll talk about that game later but you know for all you Pitt fans awesome showing up man I mean I'm sure I mean I mean it was a big game they need you guys and not I mean it was cold but you know what we we live I mean we live in Pittsburgh of course the games are going to be cold so you bundle up get your hand and foot warmers The foot warmers sometimes work. I mean, they work to a degree. But they don't, but the thing is, is when you're sitting and on concrete for you know, if you're resting on concrete for long periods of time, especially really cold concrete, your feet are still going to freeze. The, the key is is you got to get up and move around. So, when you're, you're, when you're when you're when it's half time or whatnot, you got to get up and go walk around and get the blood flowing. Then after that you're fine. You know, for me, yeah, you know, for me, all the years I went to the Steelers games and sat in the cold, even some pit games, it's just the, uh, the wind blowing from the, you know, the, from the rivers was always the biggest pain, but it was, um, for me, it was more just my feet were always the biggest problem because you're just, you're just sitting there still for, you know, long time, long periods of time, and doesn't matter how many, how many layers you got, you're still gonna get, you're still gonna be hot, but anyways, I know we all have our methods to staying bundled up, I mean, for me, it was, for me, when I went to the games, it was all about layers, you know, I would wear, like, um, I'd start out with, you know, wearing thermal, thermal, uh, thermal shirts and thermal pants, you know, like, those like, those. They look like uh, oversized underwear. I start. I always start with those, and then I work my way up. I would do that. I would do jog. Then we would do you know, some jogging pants, and maybe some thick layer, some thick pants, like almost like a snowsuit type of thing. And of course, you know, and of course, jeans. And, you know, my top. I, I do. I do the same thing. Thermals, uh, t-shirt, a hoodie. And then the jacket. And of course, you got the you, know, you, have to, you, got a pair, you have your pair of gloves, and sometimes people wear multiple gloves. But if you can get yourself a, invest yourself a really good pair of gloves, and you got the hand warmers, you put in them. You really don't need anything else because the hand warmers don't freaking last you, Lord knows how long. And uh, as far as you know, your head goes, there's always the tussle cap, but. Which is nice. You know, for me I would wear the I would do a combination sometimes. I'd wear a toss-up cap. If it got too hot, if my head would get too hot, I would just take it off and throw the hoodie on. Long as something I mean, as long as something's covering your ears, that's all that matters, because it's a pain in the ass. The worst is when your ears get cold. It's it's miserable. A lot of times I got tired I would just wear earmuffs. But anyways, guys, <coughs> let's get on to the rest of the weekend. And the uh, one, like I guess, like I said, Wake defeated NC State this week, and well, this was a shocker. NC State's, you know they've they've gone uh, down another path since since losing to Clemson. I'm not sure; may have gained their asses beat by Clemson. You know, shook them a little bit shook their confidence because they just haven't been the same team since then. They've lost some heartbreaking games and this was another one they lost. But um, Syracuse beat the crap out of Louisville and of course uh, by Petrino was fired yesterday. And I guess there was rumors reports that this was was coming down eventually. But if you look at what Louisville has to pay To uh, get to a new coach It's ridiculous Petrino has a really big buyout I think it's double Maybe double digits I think They had to buy him out Not to mention If they want Jeff Brom They gotta buy him out too I mean There's a lot that Louisville has And plus not to mention they They gotta buy They gotta invest in a new coach So This is gonna be pretty expensive For Louisville Quite frankly, I couldn't, it couldn't happen to a bigger, finer group of assholes than these than these guys. You know, I was all on board with them being on the AC, being in the ACC, but you know, realizing what a bunch of pricks they're they're uh, the people that run their athletic department. Well, of course, jerk, jerk got fired, so that was long over freaking due. He gets fired. He was a dickhead too. And then of course uh you know Bobby, you know, Bobby got his uh comeuppance. But yeah, looking back, if I if I could do it all over again, I'd rather would just have UConn, <laughs> You know. Yeah, you I mean it's sure it's shitty football, but you know, in you know terms of everything else, I think UConn would have been fine. But the time Lethal had a lot of Tons of memorable football. This is the Big East. I mean, of course, they re- recovered from the crack era, You know, Charlie Strong did a hell of a job, and really, you know, by Petrino, pretty much piggybacked off of whatever ch- talent Charlie left them. And of course, Lamar Jackson, you know, kept them kept them afloat. And once Lamar was gone, that was it. You know, that was it for that program, at least for Petrino. But I remember Jarek when he was all pissed off and arrogant over uh, Pitt getting the ACC invite, where he didn't re- he didn't know what, what, you know why Pitt would be such a fit for the ACC, and it was I mean it was the middle of a football game when they asked him about it. I guess he was you know he didn't see what the what the fit was. Yet this was the same guy who at the same time was calling the ACC, inquiring about getting his team his his you know, his his school in. So how the hell are you gonna get mad at us for doing something you were doing too? The only reason why you were mad is because we got in and you didn't. And of course you got into a little bidding war of West Virginia and, and you know, trying to get into a conference and hell you guys were using uh your you, know, you got you got your elected officials involved, that's how bad this was. but uh, West Virginia, you know, got in, you know, gone to the Big 12. They fought to get in. Louisville obviously lost that bidding war and then, you know, ACC picked them up and you had uh, you know, all the all the Patino stuff happening and you know, I got into an argument with a Louisville fan. Louisville, I guess me a guy last year over over the Stallings thing, where he said Stallings was a scumbag and this and that, not, not to mention Stallings gave Cam Johnson over hundred schools to transfer to without having this sit out two years. And of course, of course, the guy tells me if I want to support a scumbag, I'm like, okay, your coach just fucking gave hookers, gave gave hookers and whatnot to to uh, to barely legal kids of not underage their age on recruiting trips. Well, my coach is a scumbag because he uh, won't. Because he'll let some kid transfer almost anywhere in this in this in the country. But in conference he has to sit out two years. I mean we were I mean By all means I, I get it. Kids should be able to transfer every day they want, just like coaches do. But in terms of rules, they are what they are, and I think Pip was very fair to Kim Johnson. about it, but, uh, once, uh, you know, once, once the legal, once all the legal stuff got involved, it was, be, it was probably, it was best, you know, for Pitt to sign the waiver and let him, and let him be, let him go play right away, and really, he's just a of memory now, since, you know, Stallings is gone, and we got these new guys in, and, You know, and Cam right now, for the most part, he's he's just a face right now. He's not really a name anymore. And they picked him up for a shooting and I don't know, he was injured starting the season. He wasn't really healthy, so hopefully you know, he he'll turn around. Just to hopefully he plays shit against us, that's all. But the rest of the weekend, there wasn't was many desirable matchups. Notre Dame beat the crap out of Florida State. Penn State beat um, Wisconsin, which didn't surprise me. I believe Paul it was using a different quarterback, and you know Wisconsin started off you know pretty good in the beginning, but uh, they've been the wills have been falling off, and they're just having a you know just disappointing year. And that's the thing with with Paul Christ is. Uh, his teams, he builds good teams. it's just he's had well, not really build base good team for this constant. But what's held him back has been the quarterback. I mean, he, I mean, he did a hell of a job with Chad Voitik at Pitt because he was able to tinker the playbook to his abilities. And then, once he left, Voitik had to do other things in, uh Cheney's offense, and he ended up sitting the bench. You know, he lost his job to Peterman. But there wasn't really many key matchups. You had um, West Virginia Pasted TCU. Boston College and Clemson, the big ACC matchup we you know we all all heard about. It was close at halftime, but of course uh Clemson pulled away in the second half. And that was it. And you figured that was gonna you know, that's how that was gonna go. LSU barely beat Arkansas. And the thing about LSU is Orange Run's been getting by with really good defense and in a running game. His offense hasn't really been on that great, and you know people people blame Matt Canada for a lot of what was going on last year, and it really wasn't his fault at all. Ohio State paced in Michigan State twenty six six. No one's surprised, but I I thought the game would be a lot closer. It's just like Pitt, Virginia Tech. I thought the game was going to be like you know seven points either way. I didn't expect Pitt to walt the hell out of uh, Virginia Tech as badly did. But, um, like, the game itself was a sleeper for the most part, but Ohio State was going to win because they just had better athletes. Uh, Oklahoma-Oklahoma State had a really good game, and I watched that, and... Oklahoma let them score, pretty much, and it was just bad coverage. Oklahoma State went for two, and, um... It failed, and of course, the, the guy was kind of open. It's just that he threw the ball behind him. But I thought I would have, I would have, I would have just, you know, the, the, the play itself, I thought I would have came up with something a little different, but whatever. Texas won their game, and I'm um, pretty, you know, obviously there's been some uh, dirty lunge being aired out. Zach Smith pretty much went on Twitter and firebombed everybody. I guess he went for Tom Herman and uh, pretty bad, and I guess went after I guess supposedly Tom I guess cheated on his wife a whole bunch of times, and and uh, of course he just Zach's airing out dirty laundry, and I'm not sure what happened there. And I guess when, in terms of Zach Smith is with all the stuff that happened, I guess he I guess he's I guess he's felt that uh, he's been hung out the dry, and and now he's just lashing out at people. You know, I think with Urban, in terms of Urban Meyer, when he was doing this stuff back in Florida, I'm not sure what Urban saw in this guy or why he liked him so much. But he was doing this domestic stuff with his wife in Florida. And then when Urban left, because he had, you know, he was having some health issues. Of course, it was it, it wasn't the uh, fire, it wasn't the firebomb, the, the firebombing that uh, that the Florida program was going under. Because as soon as he left, a lot of stuff happened. Guys getting guys getting in trouble, getting kicked off the team, and Aaron Hernandez obviously was doing some things of his own. Of course. It caught up to him later in life when he was, you know, you know, we went to jail for murdering people. But obviously, that was, you know, Urban had to get out of there as quick as he could, and you know, his health problems magically went away, and he ends up at Ohio State. But the thing is, is with, with Zach Smith he probably should have cut his ties with him after the, after Florida. Even if Zach won the job, just say, hey, dude, I love you, but I, uh, you know, you gotta go find your own way. Or just block him, just, or just block him on his phone. I mean, that's all I can do. It's a total mess. But uh, as far as the the weekend goes, we'll, we'll look at some uh, we'll look at some ACC games here. Duke uh, took out North Carolina, so they're uh, they're going to go bowling. Virginia knocked off Liberty, which is no big surprise. They suck, but Virginia has. Georgia Tech next week, who defeated Miami 27-21, despite the, uh, the crappy start for uh, Georgia Tech, Paul Johnson's going to bowl in, but I'm not sure if that's going to save his job, because Miami sucks, but, uh, they took out Miami, so now we got hope that uh, Tech can take out, um, Virginia this week. I'm not sure that will happen, but they're but but Georgia Tech is playing a lot better than what they have, but you know, in the past. But we, you know, we may have to send them a you know a thank you gift, a thank you fruit basket, if you can if they can take care of this, because really we just need the Virginia lose and then we're fine. We could just we can just we can just screw off the rest of the rest of the season because we got our sixth win and. I mean, how hilarious would it be if maybe if um if Pitt lost all of his non conference games and then went and then ran ran the table in the in the uh, coastal. I mean can you imagine if they were just like they're six and four now. Imagine if they were like five and five and five right now. It's like they lost all their non conference games, but uh they, they ran the table in the coastal. That'd be awesome. But as far as the, um, you know, that's pretty much the college book in a nutshell, because there was there was really nothing happening for the most part. I mean, there was really no good games and really not much of anything to talk about. But as far as the NFL goes, a lot of crazy, a uh, lot of crazy wins. I mean, Titans knock off the Patriots. Which is a shocker because the times at one point weren't really good. Dallas last I took out uh, Philly. Eagles with that Super Bowl hangover, it happens. You know, I saw it in Pittsburgh. Where both times when they won the uh, Super Bowl, they make the playoffs the next year. Although. The, year, the first Super Bowl they won in 2005 was more self-inflicted because Roethlisberger got hurt in the off-season because he rode his motorcycle into a car. And he was uh, pretty much hurt. I mean, not to mention he wasn't wearing a helmet. <clears throat> and the fact that he made it out of there with just um, you know, a busted jaw and some b- busted teeth is a miracle, but he wasn't. You know, he wasn't really the same player for most of that season. And he came on towards the end, though, if I remember correctly. But eventually, he recovered. But then, the next, but, again, but then, the year when they, after they won the Super Bowl back in two thousand nine, I think they won 2002, 2009 They won. Next season, they just they struggled. And I think they did par the part with some players as well. That were crucial in their defense. So, there's that. The, as far as the Steelers go, it's their division lose because Baltimore down a dumpster fire, and, um, you know, Joe Flacco's hurt, or he's hurting, i uh, you know, and, um, and uh, there's rumors that, uh, the, the Ravens are gonna, are gonna part with, um, John Harbaugh, and I think the writing was on the wall with this, when, um, they they drafted Lamar Jackson because that's something that John Harbaugh wouldn't have done. This was kind of their way of saying, "Hey, you know what? Things haven't really been the same since flat, since we won the Super Bowl. We need some sort of a change of quarterback because Flacco obviously has been mediocre since the Super Bowl. Basically, this was a, this was a this, this was a uh, adjust some changes, or uh, we're gonna make them for you. That's that's what this was. Is they, they drafted Lamar Jackson because they said, "Hey, if you're not gonna make changes, we'll do them for you." And we're seeing that right now. I mean, he's had. A, I mean, Harper's had a good tenure at Baltimore. Just at the end after the Super Bowl, it just it fell apart because they gave Flacco a big contract, and he probably really, he probably really wasn't worth that money they gave him. But you had to pay him anyway because somebody else was going to do it. and You needed a quarterback, but you didn't think they would drop off as bad as they did. I mean, I, of course, they'd let some players go because they couldn't sign them all anymore. And not to mention Ray Lewis retires; who was like your vocal leader of your of your team. And sometimes losing vocal leaders, it's it's tough because you know others other guys have to. Um, take on that role, and some can't, it's like uh, the Transformers movie, the the old one, where Optimus Prime dies, and he gives the, uh, he gives his, um, the Matrix to uh, another Transformer, I guess it's his, uh, I forget who the heck his name was, shoot, all I know is that Robert Stack was the voice of him. But he said, "You know, you, you gotta carry the Matrix," and he's like, "I can't carry this. I'm just a. I'm I'm just a regular transformer robot. I'm just a. I'm just a working guy." And of course, he ends up losing the Matrix. He gets killed, and then Hot Rod. In the end, Hot Rod gets the Matrix, and he pulls it apart, and he becomes uh, Rodimus Prime. And then, then you hear the music play, you know, you know from uh, Boogie Nights where Dirt Diggler singing that, you know, that... Yeah, I'm not going to sing that. You got the touch. <clears throat> you got the power. Yeah, that song. That song comes out, and of course, he says, now you're Rodimus Prime. And all of a sudden... Rodimus Prime comes out and starts kicking all this ass and you know um, destroys Magnetron or whatever his name was because because Mag- Megatron changed because he was near death because Unicron I guess he was under Unicron's power and and of course they destroy Unicron and the whole world's happy but it, you know it's, anyway we, we go from Joe Flacco to Transformer talk it's it's phenomenal. And and uh, Bell obviously didn't report, and supposedly not going to report. And there's not much to say about this. I mean, you know, Des Bryant you know, held out, and I guess he turned down a three-year, twenty-one million-dollar deal with the Ravens, and would would have paid him seven million a year. He turned it down to see if it was felt he was worth more, and he held out, and finally, the saints signed him for for pocket change. He gets his he busts his achilles and and he got these people going, well, you know this is why athletes should hold out as much as they can because th- these things happen. Well, yeah, Des had out as long as he could and got end up a pocket change and now now look at him. I mean, I have the pro- I mean of course you you have, you you hold on and try to make as much money as you can. That's the part of the game, but there's other there's other there's other variables to this. For one thing, your players' union has to organize better deals where, where it gets you know them them more money guaranteed. Because I'm sure they're seeing these NBA players getting all, getting less big guaranteed money. I mean, how when Timothy Mozgov gets a you know a big ass contract? I mean, his his contract, I think one put was bigger than some really good players in the NFL. But the players union has to get has to get balls and organize a better agreement. Then things will go a little bit better for them. But in a case of you know, in a case of levy on Bell, he held out for more money, thinking the steers were gonna pay him, and it's like what Curse Martin said in his um his Hall of Fame speech when he was hurt and he didn't want to play and Bill Parcell says well fine but if this guy, you have a really good guy behind you but, and if, if, he, I'll perform, if he performs really well you're going to lose your job and that's the case here where you know James Conner was behind him, he didn't think Conner was going to do anything Conner takes over and look what happens so he has nothing to, to negotiate on now and not to mention he's lost a whole bunch of money and you know he lost a lot of money this year as well so he could have signed this deal and just said you know what I'm just going to sit out to hell with it there's a lot I could have did but it is what it is I mean the Steelers agreed to this as well if anything they could have at least dealt him or traded him or did something with him I mean because uh, Dwayne Brown did this with the Texans and he came back to play just to let them just to show people he could play and the Texans dealt him because he wanted out of Houston. But anyways guys, I've rambled enough for about a good 35, 30 almost 40 minutes. Hell to pit you guys. Have a good week. Enjoy the week. We got another ass kicking to do this week.